Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 193. Thanksgiving rolls around again. Seems like just yesterday I was sweating in shorts, harvesting cherries from our trees or working in the sun-kissed garden or clearing brush in the mountains on our land, watchful for the summer shower or wandering bear. Now the days are shorter and darkness starts to envelop my consciousness. I know this is a time for gratitude, for giving thanks, for appreciation of all the incredible goodness in my life. Yet the reality of health care in America seems to be in my face. Family members with intractable health issues, close friends despite being fully vaxxed, being knocked down by COVID, men's group brothers up against the limitation of Western medicine's ability to help them all made worse post-pandemic with access to specialists seemingly more and more restricted and time-delayed. And so many struggling with intimate relationships, fathers not connected with their adult children or even completely estranged from them. Dysfunctional family dynamics all lit up and on display for the holidays. The parade of painful challenges seems endless. So how to allow space for that and still find the sweet spot of being in thanksgiving. Billy Collins, in his poem, Aimless Love, perhaps offers a way through. This morning, as I walked along the lake shore, I fell in love with a wren, and later in the day with a mouse the cat had dropped under the dining room table. In the shadows of an autumn evening, I fell for a seamstress still at her machine in the tailor's window, and later for a bowl of broth, steam rising like smoke from a naval battle. This is the best kind of love, I thought, without recompense, without gifts or unkind words, without suspicion or silence on the telephone. The love of the chestnut, the jazz cap, and one hand on the wheel. No lust, no slam of the door. <clears throat> The love of the miniature orange tree, the clean white shirt, the hot evening shower, the highway that cuts across Florida. No waiting, no huffiness or rancor, just a twinge every now and then for the wren who had built her nest on a low branch overhanging the water and for the dead mouse still dressed in its light brown suit. But my heart is always propped up in a field on its tripod, ready for the next arrow. After I carried the mouse by the tail to a pile of leaves in the woods, I found myself standing at the bathroom sink, gazing down affectionately at the soap, so patient and soluble, so at home in its pale green soap dish. I could feel myself falling again as I felt its turning in my wet hands and caught the scent of lavender and stone. These thoughts call me to be even more open to the world, with all its light and shadow, to realize that everything belongs. I don't believe Billy Collins is saying to substitute that perspective for intimate relationship, which is to embrace, not avoid it, even though its great joy often carries with it deep pain. Close personal connections are also part of falling in love aimlessly with all that is, through which we find a way to weave the light into our lives, and to embrace the darkness and sadness, as Chrétien de Troyes, a 12th century French poet and trouvère or troubadour, says when he proclaims, quote, There are griefs, but mine is different. It delights me. I delight in it. This grief is what I want, and this sorrow is my good health. 
I don't understand how I'm to complain. It's my will that brings my grief. It's my own will that turns into grief. I get such joy from willing this cry that I am in pain acceptably and get such a delight from my grief that I am deliciously in bad shape. Close quote. I'm reminded of the word deliciate, one of a number of terms being removed from the dictionary this year. It means to delight oneself, to indulge in feasting or revels, opening myself to fall in love without discernment, pulled along by magical impulses, vibrates deliciously with the sentiment of deliciate. Open heart, quiet mind, fit body may vary from moment to moment, but the human capacity to receive is remarkable. How do I want to attune the channel of my heart? What do I prioritize my attention to reveal? As a friend says, thanks receiving is a good idea worth exploring. Even in darkness and sadness, it is possible to allow even just this much, the blessings that are always falling down, to penetrate my isolating, turning inward walls. The sun on my face, the taste of blueberries, the soft curves of a dog or cat warming itself by the wood stove, the enchantment of falling snow, the wizardry of shooting stars, the great circle of thanksgiving and thanks receiving in all its endless mystical manifestation. My morning practice of breathing in appreciation and breathing out compassion always points me in the right direction, a Karen of sorts on the road to the here and now, where deliciate and grief hold hands in the wonderment. Both full and empty, like riding a wave, only the after images remind me that I was and am somewhere intrinsically beautiful. Life unfolds and I can wind myself tighter in sadness and anxiety or just surrender, not give up, to the flow of whatever existence is revealing. A sneak peek into the reality of mortality. No need to brabble, another lovely word about to go bye-bye from the dictionary with all the glory of its onomatopoeia. No quarrel, arguing, fight, or squabble, just radical acceptance of what is. I can taste the deep peace of that, even if such is transitory. So at this time, dear listeners, I wish you a hefty dose of magic and mayhem on your journey, with the eyes to perceive the subtle music of the dance, the yin-yang-yum-yuck specialness of it all, the simple gift of breathing in and breathing out, through laughter and languishing, triumphs and tears, the sublime and the sorrowful, I contend the twin flames of giving and receiving in my own heart. Thanks as always for listening and invite friends to sign up at myheartsongs.org.